Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome to season one, episode six of the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. I'm so thrilled you're here. Welcome back if you've been here before. The loyalty, I love it. <laughs> really, really glad. It's so grateful. It's so precious that you spend this time with me. Thank you so much. And if you're brand new, hello. You've lucked out. You found us. <laughs> I welcome you with a warm and open heart to this show. Um, here at Be A Brilliant Human, we really delve into the human side of, of life for people that are, or would maybe say they're on the awakening journey. So they want to live a conscious life, um, polish their personalities, sing with their soul, and um, and embrace their beingness. But all of those, not just it's not just about being uber spiritual and enlightened. Because at the cold face of the human life, there's the reality of being human. So that's what we talk about here. So speaking of which, today the episode's called Beating Yourself Up Versus Acknowledging Your Crappy Behaviours. So <clears throat> I'm choking even just saying it. So fair warning today, we're going to be taking a look at the dark underbelly of human behaviour uh, with a bit of tough love, but don't worry my wonderful friend. Like all good stories, this one does have a happy ending. So speaking of dark underbellies, I have a question for you. So have you ever felt like you've just been a total shit? <laughs> okay, direct question, I know. But I'm talking about times when you've done something or said something and, and you really knew it wasn't okay. So it's not okay with you and more than likely it's not okay with someone important to you. So if you ever had the ex that experience, and we're all human together here, let's face it, you probably have, it sucks, right? And on top of that, have you ever found yourself sinking into the pit of self-berating pity? And that sucks too, right? So if I look at myself, I know that there's, there's actually a very long list of rubbish things I've done in my life. As I look down the long and sordid history of mine, um, I know there's times where I have truly acknowledged my crappy behavior, and there's definitely times that I've not. And there's definitely times, as I look back down there, where I've got out my big self-bashing stick. So it's it's really, it's something that I think we can all relate to. There's times in our life where we we engage in things which just are, don't feel good. They're not, they're not our best moments, put it that way. But I found that there's some interesting human or you could say cultural habits of how we respond in those situations there's actually some surprising reasons that um of why we reach for that self-bashing stick and there's also some real gifts of that self-acknowledgement when we really acknowledge those behaviors um and there's also <laughs> and there's more 
there's also um, sort of a tendency in those cultural habits to to rob people of the gifts that that come from self-acknowledgement just at the moment that they're ready to receive them. So does that sound intriguing? Well, that's what I'll be chatting about today. So remember, this is your podcast. So before we get into it, just to remind you, you can message me. Let me know what you want me to cover. Let me know how you're feeling, what's going on in your life. Ask me if you want to, me to, to answer a question, a conundrum in your life. Um, there's that handy bendy button on the on our, our podcast hub, which is at anchor.fm slash joiningmpa. And also, I'd love you to leave a, a review, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've been thinking to yourself, listening to these messages, oh, I'd quite like to work with Joel, don't be shy. Reach out. You can email me, ask questions on the sessions page, which is joelmpa.com slash sessions. In case you haven't noticed, there's a button there you can press and book um, 10 minutes just to chat with me. So if you've got questions or whatever, we can actually have an actual conversation, which I'd love to have if you're curious about working with me. Okay, let's get on with it. So part of being a brilliant human is the discernments and the distinctions that we can make. So there's lots of areas where things can seem similar or even indistinguishable if they're not given much thought. And MPA and being a brilliant human is all about being in an energetic world where everything is energy and we're looking at the world through the lens of not the old Newtonian idea of solid and separate, but more the quantum physics idea that everything is energetic and connected. And in the vibrational world, subtleties are everything. So this episode really is one of those. It's a point of discernment. So the discernment is beating yourself up and acknowledging your crappy behaviors are two very distinct things. So that's the basic thrust of this episode. And I want to kind of unpack it and untangle it a bit. So I think it's a powerful distinction to grasp it sort of empowers you in terms of your self-directed behavior, but also in genuine service to others, because that's a place where the wrong distinction or misdiagnosing the situation can actually be a great disservice to them. So I think it's fair to say that most of us have a tendency to beat ourselves up unnecessarily over something or other. It's like it's it's <laughs> it comes... It's part of the opening software you get when you <laughs> when you buy yourself, when you come into this world. Uh, and it's also part of the conditioning as you grow up in society, really. So I've used the word unnecessary there. So I want to talk a bit about, you know, what do I mean by unnecessary there? So what I mean there is that there's really lots of things where, where we judge ourselves as, say, failures, um, where it's simply not true or where sort of the, our judgment about the situation is it's kind of way off reality. So in those situations, self-acceptance and self-compassion are, are really appropriate. And also taking a good look at the source of, of where those, what you might say, are insane negative self-assessments come from. But that's not really the context that I'm looking at today. Today I'm focused on those occasions where you genuinely step out of alignment or, or kind of go off the rails in a way that is genuinely destructive to yourself and more than likely your relationships. And just so you know, even then I'm still not advocating self-beration. So let's take a brief look at the roots of the idea that beating yourself up is a good strategy. Now I say strategy because it does, as in it being 
the strategy of beating yourself up, it does have positive intent, which, as you can probably imagine, is is the positive intent of it is to effect change. But the behavior is, is basically sponsored by the idea of crime and punishment. So the idea being that punishment is the go-to, number one, most effective route to change. And in my experience, just that's, that's just not true. It's bullshit. So what I found is it tends to, well, all it really does is polarize us and split us, sort of, in, and put us in this unbalanced and unsustainable place. Uh, what I find is that the most effective progression comes from congruence, which is a state of wholeness. It's where all parts of you recognize the cost of the behavior and the benefits of change. When you get to that kind of tipping point where you really get that, then then you're pulling together as a whole in a balanced way. Now, that's a, a recipe for sustainable change. So in my experience, experience punishment is sponsored by the energies of guilt and shame, which is, if you think about it, an interesting dynamic, because as the story goes, punishment corrects guilt and eradicates shame. Whereas, again, in my experience, if you think about it, it actually feeds them. It feeds guilt. It feeds shame, which kind of reminds me of of those narco movies, narcotics movies, um, where the corrupt politician does fine speeches about eradicating the evils of the drug trade and makes his show of busting a few drug dealers, uh, but turns out to be the head of the cartel and using their power and position to to grow their empire. And of course, those, those busts they made, well, they're the competition, right? You know what? They even use the taxpayers' money to fund the whole thing, the cheeky monkeys. So <laughs> it's a bit like that, really. So bidding yourself up is um is an expression of internalized anger. It's like it's acting out violence on yourself. But the behavior normally it's a cover-up, just like the politician is the cartel leader. It's a cover-up and avoidance of, of actually, in, in our case, feeling and acknowledging those deeper feelings of guilt and shame. So when you really look at it that way, when you see that behavior of beating yourself up as a signal or a sign or a signpost, if you like, pointing to that deeper, those deeper, darker feelings, then you're actually a lot closer to to not buying the lie and actually breaking the cycle. So let's talk a bit about the crappy behaviors. You could say, what are the crimes? So first up, we all have crappy behaviors. It's kind of part of being human. And um, even though you may have come a long way, I know it's true for me that I would say that my subjective self-assessment at this point is that my degree of crappy behaviors is vastly reduced to like 20, 30 years ago. But so what do I mean by crappy behaviors? Well, ultimately, it's got to be said, it's a subjective thing. It's it's self-determined. But there's also a truth where, you know, part of being in a society, otherwise known as living with other human beings, is there sort of has to be some form of general agreement agreement about what's okay and what's not. But let's look at some sort of potential examples of what I mean by crappy behavior so you can kind of key into it. So maybe it's it's one where you lose your call unnecessarily perhaps and go into a state of blame and attack, cutting your honey to the quick, as we said in the, the opening part of this. Um, so that's kind of not cool. It may be that within your world, that's something which 
which really crosses your own boundaries or um or doesn't feel good to you and generally to, to do that just to, to really go into blame and attack is not a nice thing that is the kind of dark underbelly of our our human interactions another one might be you know you've lied or withheld something and especially when you knew it would take away someone else's choice i talk a lot about lies and and, and the impact of that but one of the biggest things for me with lies is it takes away someone else's choice and we often do it in the name of what they don't know won't hurt them, but they don't really have a choice if you haven't told them something that would really have an influence on what they decide to, for example, stay with you. So that might be an example of crappy behavior. Um, maybe you've broken a boundary or a promise that you've made. Um, people have maybe really been clear about what's okay and what's not, and you've just gone ahead and just decided to ignore it completely, knowing again that there would be an impact outside on them. Or maybe you're just thoughtless. For some people, it would be that, that that just there's just some very thoughtless behavior. You just haven't taken into account someone else's situation and gone, you know, like a bull in a china shop through <laughs> through a very sensitive time with them. And and that may be something that you consider to be a crappy behavior. And it can also be self-directed. So maybe that you've broken your own values. And so you've got a real issue with yourself on that. And there's all sorts of various self-sabotaging behaviors that you might um, you know, you might determine are for you crappy behaviors. So here's the thing. So sometimes, uh, frankly, in those situations, it's just us allowing our uglier side to surface. Uh, it isn't that we we necessarily mean to on those occasions. And sometimes we genuinely don't mean to be rubbish or do harm. But here's another rather uglier truth you know, if we're really honest, like ruthlessly honest with ourselves, in some moments, we do mean to do harm. So let me give you an example of that. Have you ever been having a domestic, like one of those really big domestics, and, and you're feeling like really angry and really triggered, you're divorcing yourself from any responsibility, it's their fault, they've made you this angry, and in that moment, you know exactly what to say to cut your honey down, um, you know, to cut them to the quick, and you let rip, all right? Yep. Now, that there is intentional harm. That's just the, that's the uncandied truth. We know exactly what we're doing when we do that. So that's the kind of situation where, you know, it might at least seem like it's appropriate to beat yourself up and still I would say that it's not but here's the thing neither is it a time to soothe away rationalize away or justify away the reality of that ugly behavior or the impact that it has had so I think kind of we instinctively know that that beating ourselves up is out of whack um, and I think if we're honest in our in our deep humanity, we get that the whole crime and punishment thing is not the hallmark of a brilliant human. So here's the thing, it's actually relatively rare that people fully acknowledge their crappy behaviors. And when they do do it, it can look ugly. It smells ugly. It can be messy. You know what? It can be heartrending and truly grim. And that can look on the surface just like self-punishment but it's a very different thing. So it can look like self-punishment and you can get in, in, your, in your compassionate heart, it wants to sort of respond as if it's self-punishment, but it's very different, but it can look very ugly. 
So if you mistake it for self-punishment, you know, and then you you kind of come in to soothe it, the, the truth is it could actually rob them of their golden moment. Because while self-acknowledgement can be pretty gnarly under these circumstances, it's truly an act of liberation. It's like, it's that moment where sort of what you're doing is you're exposing the inner cartel boss come presidente. Um, it's like it's like facing and exercising the shame and guilt. It's bringing it out of the shadow where it gets, you know, it gets all its power from the shadow and it brings it into the light. So it's kind of the, it's the painful but relatively brief bursting of the abscess that lets the poison out and allows the healing and genuine self-forgiveness to begin. So when you really think about it, it turns out that that self-acknowledgement, that acknowledging the crappy behaviors is actually the antidote to beating yourself up. So let's say if someone's sharing with you that they've done things uh, that haven't felt good to them, perhaps they've behaved in ways that have hurt other people, so I invite you to listen carefully before you jump in and rescue them or try to soothe them by saying, don't beat yourself up. So it can take a lot for someone to acknowledge in themselves these kind of things. And, and it's actually a gift to themselves and to others that they can speak it out to, to really kind of confess it up, cough it up. Uh, and their sort of their accountability and acknowledgement actually empowers them and concretizes the self-forgiveness. And at that point, they might still, that whole thing might be very fragile within them. Um, and maybe acknowledging it in the in the past may have been way too much for them to bear. I mean, it's a shattering thing and it could have been too shattering to face. So in that moment, if you kind of storm in, even with the best of intentions, you could rob them of that moment. So kind of in their, their, their fragile awakening and admission to themselves, they could easily be seduced back into self-denial. You know what it's like? It's like you're just breaking through and then someone just goes, oh, it's much more comfortable back here. Um, it's it's so easy to get drawn back in and there's no service to them in that. And, and here's another, I told you it'd be tough love and some ugly underbellies. Another hard truth is that sometimes we seek to soothe other people more to save ourselves from our own discomfort or even, you know, save ourselves from the challenge to the, the image of them that we cherish, um, you know, or, or it'll be tarnished if we let this thing come out, uh, than to sort of genuinely be present to what's happening in them. So, again, you know, all of this, all of this counsel, if you like, it goes for you with you as well. So, you know, we can sometimes beat ourselves up. It's like it can be like a sneaky side door in the same way that, you know, you can be seduced back into it uh, with a bit of soothing. Sometimes we do that on ourselves. We, we use it as a sort of a, a side door escape from that deeper discomfort. Um, or even we, we go into self-operation because it will invite sympathy. We're really looking at the underbelly here. Um, but that, as you as you know, it doesn't take the opportunity of that deeper healing. So what can you do in those situations? So I'm not suggesting I have the definitive answer here by any stretch. Everything, these are all my ponderings for you to take and feel what works and feel what doesn't for you. Um, but I, 
I have some thoughts. So here we go. So if you're in that scenario, either with another or, or with yourself, so instead of jumping in to soothe, here's what I suggest. Listen. Just listen and wait. And in that listening and waiting, that's where the discernment comes in. If you like, just have that that sort of the question alive in you. Is this truly them bidding themselves up? And if that's the case, then then it, it really would serve them to encourage more more self-directed kindness. You know, if you sense it's 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 a, a trivial thing where they're really just misjudging themselves and 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 that's what's going on. It, it's that's a time where that, that's the time to invoke the compassion, the soothing. There's it's really appropriate there. But if it's not, if it's one of these situations where they're actually cracking through with some self-acknowledgement, then this is the moment where your witnessing and your presence is, in my opinion, the best response you can offer. Giving them space and being the gift of that witnesser for them is so powerful. To allow them the space to go through the that bursting of the abscess, it said it could it can be ugly, it can be heartrending, but just holding them in unconditional witnessing is a truly powerful thing. That is a gift to them and gives them the best chance of taking the gift of that, you know, that golden moment. You know, in my experience, if you're really still and you and you get out of your own way, you'll kind of know the difference. This discernment, it's like we all have that that knowing. We're all super brilliant, super intelligent in, inside of ourselves. And if we get out of our own ways, there'll just be a knowing um, that, that the word I stumbled over last time, sensory acuity, um, will be available for you to, to determine the difference. And, you know, if you're in doubt, then you can ask, or, or you'll hear it in the listening. One of my mantras is the clue is in the client. So in other words, if you listen, you'll hear, they'll they'll let you know what's happening. If you're there, if you're out of the way, if you get you out of the way and you're just there available to receive and to listen to them. And you know what? Even then, if you miss it, you can just ask, you know, just, just ask for their feedback. I mean, you'll be a little cautious there because you don't want to really dive in, um, you know, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I trust you, my friend, to have just the right nuance um, in those moments. But I, I do have, I'm a fan of, if, if in doubt, ask. You know, you can ask gently, you can ask softly, you can you can meet them in the energy they're in, in your asking, which is really, you know, what do you need? How can I best support you in this situation? Um, and again, if you're around a conscious person, they may actually say, you know, just, just hear me or just witness me. Um, and if it's a more likely, they might say, just just be my friggin' friend, you know, stop giving me your spiritual claptrap. <laughs> just just tell me they're the enemy or whatever. There's there's times that's also true, but that's that's the discernment. And ultimately, you know, it's it's their choice. So um so and then I'm offering you these suggestions, but whatever you do, don't don't make this an expectation of yourself. I'm offering it to you here just so that you can hold it in your awareness. Again, we've talked about this where, you know, awareness is the power. Just by holding something in your awareness, um, it has its own gravity. It will draw you. Uh, it will offer you the right moves in the right moment. All right, my friends. So now 
I did say up front, this is a bit of tough love. So it might have come across as a bit of a tough love, but uh, we've certainly traversed some of the, the darker and trickier to navigate territories of the human psyche today. Um, but I am passionate about these discernments. Um, and, you know, and I hope you can allow yourself to, to really let it in, just, just to receive it. And they these kind of discernments, again, in the vibrational world, the subtlety is everything. They can be powerful indeed. I do hope that today's pondering has offered some insight to you uh, and can seep somehow positively into your life. So do let me know. If you'd like to share, if something's come up for you about on today's, it's a pretty strong topic today, um, do leave me a message at the hub. Again, that's anchor.fm slash jollympa. Um, and if you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave me a review. And remember... I am here. I'm here. If you really want to dive in and benefit from my guidance in sort of navigating your tricky inner territories and disentanglements, then let's get you there. Just go to joelyoungmpa.com slash sessions and reach out to me and let's connect. Now, next week, I'm looking forward to next week, we're looking at the negativity label. So come and join me there. Thanks so much for being here, spending this time with me. I love your presence. I feel you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Big love and see you soon. Mm -hmm.